listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm Casey Foreman. From the NBA to the NFL, I'll be giving you the most recent and up-to-date news in the world of sports. You can listen live every Monday at 5 p.m. Central Standard Time at SIUEWebRadio.com or on the TuneIn Radio app and every Wednesday wherever you get your podcasts. All right, and welcome to this week's episode of Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host and Tanner File. Tanner, it's been a week since we talked last, and a lot has happened, man. We've we, we got a lot to talk about. It's good to be here with you. Yeah, a whole lot's happened. We've had huge blockbuster trades, Super yeah. Bowl champions get crowned, Hall of Fame cases been made, my Instagram got hacked. It's some good, some bad. Yeah, some good, some bad. If Tanner DMs you on Instagram, do not reply. It is not him. Go report that account. Okay, so some good, some bad. We got to start out, though, today with, with the game on Sunday. Our Super Bowl takeaways. The Rams won it all. Got to break down the biggest reason for the Bengals' loss. All those penalties that occurred and, and did not get called, obviously. And that, like you said, some Hall of Fame cases. A lot of people talking about Matthew Stafford uh, now being a Hall of Famer, perhaps, after winning the Super Bowl. A lot of people talking about Sean McVay and Aaron Donald. They might walk away from the game after winning it all, right? So a lot to break down here to start the show. Then before we go to halftime, Tanner and I feel like we want to preview what's upcoming in the NFL's offseason. So, you know, just because the season has come to an end still means we have a lot to talk about. So to wrap up stuff here in the first half of the show, Tanner and I will do a quick preview or an overview of the offseason storylines we're going to cover within the next couple of months. Right. And then in the second half of the show, Tanner, finally, NBA season. We've been saying this for weeks. It's really starting to ramp up. Yeah. Now that the NFL is over, we have plenty of time to focus more on the NBA, kind of dial in there. So we're going to start with who we think is the best team in the East right now after the trade deadline. Yeah. And then happened. Yeah. And then to end the show, we're going to draft our own all-star teams out of the people that made the all-star game. We're going to compare our teams then see who's better minor cases. Yeah, I'm excited for that. You know, haven't really had a chance to do that. So we'll draft our our own teams at the end. Stick around to the end of the show to hear all about what's going on in the NBA. But Tanner, it's official. The NFL season has come to an end. The Rams beat the Bengals in the Super Bowl 23 to 20. It was a super close game. Not sure about, about you, though. I had a great time watching the game, the halftime show, uh, all, all the different commercials and trailers we saw. Overall, I, I, it's a success. Yeah, yeah, I thought it was a great Super Bowl, great season. The vibe for the game was great. Lots of good food, lots of I, commercials. I, you know, I love the halftime show. Fifty oh, Cent yeah. hanging upside down. Tanner's the game idol. was awesome. <laughs> Tanner's Idol, Fifty Cent. Yeah, I know that was definitely a sweet surprise for you when he came in there. You know, Tanner had all that good food, the nice spread. Uh, overall, as I said, a big success for both of us. You know, and the game was close. Pretty much everything that we asked for last week happened. So, yeah, definitely got to give it two thumbs up there. Seven straight great games in the NFL postseason. 
Yeah, and uh, what, pretty much all of them were one possession games. They all too. were. All were one. Yeah. That, that's insane. And a lot of them, not everyone, but a lot of them came down to the final play of the game. You know, the final drive of the game decided the, the fate, obviously, right? And as you said last week, we both agreed that the Rams were the better team. But you were right. The Rams got the victory. And it is safe to say the better team won. Yeah, uh, I had the Rams winning by one score. They won by one score. Check. I had Cooper Cup winning the MVP. He Check. won the MVP. <laughs> Check. So I'm, I was pretty confident in my uh, picks this week. I was pretty happy. Man, the Bengals, they had they had a chance to do it at the end. Simply couldn't get it done. We'll talk about, you know, the biggest reason for the loss here in just a moment. But, yeah, you know, Cooper Cup, Super Bowl MVP, it was pretty much all him on, on that game-winning Yeah, once time. Odell went down. Honestly, since Odell went down, it was pretty much they couldn't get anything going running, running the ball. They had a, four, a total of 43 rush yards. So every time it felt like you know you know where the ball was going, you know how far they were going to get maybe a yard, maybe a couple of yards. That's all about that they were getting, you know, rushing the ball. But Cooper Cup, eight catches, 92 yards, two touchdowns. Was my MVP as well, Aaron? Yeah, Donald, mine too. People were saying Aaron could have had the run. I, I honestly give the it was edge between to, those. Yeah, two. I give the edge to Cooper, but I would be okay. I, I would have been okay if they gave it to Donald as well. He had two sacks, three quarterback hits. Obviously, the game ceiling sack on fourth down. We'll get into that play call in, in you know in, in a minute. Didn't love that call by by the Bengals and then Von Miller. Remember, you weren't too hyped about that Von Miller trade. He said, hey, Tanner Five. I, I changed my tune after I saw him <laughs> single-handedly just destroy the box. Yeah, exactly, right? But two sacks for him as well. Constant pressure on both sides. Multiple Hall of Famers on that Rams defense. You, know, you could say two for sure, maybe even three. We'll see how Jalen Ramsey finishes out. You could say even four. Um, uh, your guy, you, you're talking about this earlier, Floyd. I believe you're talking. Oh, about, right? yeah, so, Leonard like, Floyd. Yeah, we'll he'd see. have to put up some numbers, but like he's, he's good. Some, yeah, you no, know, they have a lot of really good, really good players on that defense. Right? Uh, couldn't couldn't get the ball or the the run going whatsoever. Talking about Matthew Stafford, though, switching gears, he showed up when it mattered most. Yeah, I mean, he got the job done. The Rams had this all-in strategy that. Worked. They went and got Matthew Stafford, and he delivered a Super Bowl. They went and got Odell Beckham, and he scored a touchdown. He scored a touchdown. They went, Super they, went and got, they went and got Von Miller. He had two sacks in the I, Super Bowl. I saw he has four and a half sacks or five sacks total in in, in you know in his Super Bowl appearances. That could be the most. I'm pretty sure that's the most all time in a a single player has had in the Super Bowl span, or at least it's. It's at the top of the list, I know, right? So that was huge. I would be a guy like that. Hmm. You know, that that was huge. Donald obviously was huge as well. Uh, talking about Stafford though, again, obviously that. All right, we're back. A couple of technical issues there, no problem. I'm not going to get us down. We'll continue on talking about Matthew Stafford as we were Tanner. I was impressed overall, especially with his play in the fourth quarter. Right, that 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 great no look pass to Cooper Cup. Mahomes-esque and one of the better throws as far as you know big big moments I've seen in a while yeah uh I thought Matthew Stafford was great all game I think Chris Collinsworth pointed out he said wherever Matthew Stafford's looking is not where he's throwing like not pretty much every play going. and they they showed multiple times that yeah. he was doing no look passes like it wasn't a problem 
Yeah, and, impressive. And, and Odell goes down in the second quarter, and he still was able to get the job done with Cooper Cup and Van Jefferson. Van Jefferson, I guess, would be yeah, the, yeah, the, the, the like, next best there. But, yeah, you're right. It, OBJ went down towards ACL. No Higby, obviously. No Robert Woods. Three of his top weapons he didn't have. Still ended up, you know, obviously did a great job in getting his number one playmaker the ball. And Cooper Cup props in for getting him the ball. You know, obviously the best wide receiver in football this season. I had a historical season this year to Cooper. Yeah, probably Cup. the best receiving season ever. I mean, taking into consideration everything. Yeah, you know, he's up there with a guy in Jerry Rice who did stuff throughout his entire career. Cooper yeah. Cup did it all this year. Yeah. You know? uh, Cooper Cup and Jerry Rice are the only two people to have a triple crown receiving leader so right. most receptions most yards most touchdowns for a mm-hmm. season be the offensive player of the year and be the super bowl mvp jerry rice did that in his career cooper cup did that this year in and those are the only year. two guys ever yeah it, it was a historical season best by a wide receiver probably in the history of the game uh and but back to stafford yeah you, you gotta give him props for getting his number one player the ball uh and again not not uh seeing a, a lack of efficiency despite all those players not being on the field. He did have two interceptions, but I feel like they were more of takeaways than they were giveaways, if that makes yeah. sense. Yeah, I, you know, I, I could see that. And I know the one was just a great play on the ball. Yeah, one was a great was play it. on the ball, exactly. And then I believe one was a tip pass. Who, and, and they and they ended up obviously coming down uh, with the ball with, with the interception there. So I'm not saying those are all giveaways. I think they were more uh, of plays being made by the defense. Those were not all on Matthew Stafford in comparison. Uh, to, I thought to the Bengals defense played pretty well all game. They played super I was pretty well. Impressed. They stopped the run completely, right? They, they didn't get too much pressure on Stafford. I feel like he had a bunch of time in the pocket, uh, but, but they did do a decent job. People talked about how bad their secondary is or how that was. The Bengals. The, or, or, I think the, their secondary is good. That, that was people were talking about how that w- could be sometimes one of the weaker points at time, but I, I feel like it was super, you know, they, they played a, did a, ver- a very good job. Eli Apple though, can't say the, <laughs> the same for a guy in, uh, he was getting a lot of hate on Twitter. And the fact that they were simply putting him on Cooper at some points in the game, that comes down to coaching, man. You, you can't be doing stuff like that with the best receiver in, in the league, you know? Yeah, uh, it, it did stink that Uzie got hurt for the Bengals. I mean, mm-hmm. I, they were playing much better defensively until he got hurt. He's been great pretty much all yeah. season and never really did anything in Dallas but goes to <laughs> Goes to Cincinnati, really turns it around there. So I was happy for him, though. Uh, he, he played Super Bowl, couldn't obviously get the job done. Uh, but Matthew Stafford, those two picks, yeah, I'm not saying those are all on him. More of great plays made by the defense in my book. I was super impressed with the way they finished that game. And that game-winning drive, not, nothing you can really do there. There's, there's really not much you can do. Yeah, they were just spamming Cooper Cup all drive. Anytime they needed a play, you knew where they were going. Either, and one it was going either to going to Cooper or... Cup or the referee's yellow flag. Yeah, so talking, you, you brought up the penalties. Okay, so I'm I'm gonna agree. You know that that third down penalty was pretty bad. Uh, you know the the holding call, obviously, but there were several other ones on that same drive. Not to get ahead of ourselves, talk about the Bengals yet, um, but I, I I didn't hate um, you know the the calls that came after that. 
after that third down. Obviously, the third down holding call didn't agree with that whatsoever. Um, kind of disappointing. They started blowing their whistles in the final two minutes and not throughout the majority of regulation. Uh, we'll talk about that in just a second, though. Talking about Matthew Stafford, there's been a lot of talk revolving him and his legacy, right? All he had to do was win. We talked about this last week, even I believe on what would a ring, uh, what would a ring mean? Obviously, right? People talking Matthew Stafford is officially or should be a Hall of Famer, or at least that's the talk of the town since they won. Let's start with you, though. Do you think this increased his chances of making the Hall of Fame? Is he a Hall of Famer right now? Where are you right there? Matthew Stafford's an interesting case. I, mean, I said last week that if he won the Super Bowl, he'd be in. And what I meant by that is at the pace he's on for yardage and touchdowns, he's probably right. going to be a top five passer if he plays four or five more seasons. Puts he's, him at, he's 12th right now. Yes, puts him at about 38 years old, which is older but not impossible for a quarterback. You know, yeah. Tom Brady just played to be 44. Aaron Rodgers just won an MVP. At that exactly. age, so exactly, it, it's definitely possible to play that long. If he does that, he's going to be a top five passer. He's going to have a Super Bowl championship. At that point, he will be in. Yes, he will be a Hall of Famer. But right now, let's say he decides he's going to hang up the cleats tomorrow. Right now, yeah, he's not. He's not a Hall of Famer. I agree. I agree. You know, twelfth uh, all time passing yards, twelfth all time in passing touchdowns. That is more than Elway, more than Montana. But when you're looking at his overall career, different NFL though. No, yeah, it's a, it's an offense-driven league. It's a passing league now, obviously, right? So it's hard to compare, you know, players from back then to players today. It is a little annoying considering he's obviously not done playing at this point in time. I understand if he said, "Hey, I'm speculating on retiring" or anything like that. That hasn't really been the case. Obviously, Aaron Donald, maybe a bit of speculation there. Whitworth probably going to retire. Obviously, speculation there. But for a guy who clearly has more time to play, a little annoying, all the talk of the town is, is he a Hall of Famer? When this guy has, we think, several years left to play, more records to beat, you know, more numbers to put up. So I agree. He's not one at this point in time, but in my opinion, him winning this Super Bowl, him getting the job done is why in the future he's going to be able to have consideration. Yeah, because you can't keep a guy out that has a championship and is a top five passer. You can make an argument that when somebody's a top five passer, like he will be if, if he doesn't get hurt or whatever. Same path, yeah. But – you could make an argument that, it, you know, it's a different league, that passing yards really aren't as important of a stat as we once thought because guys like – no offense, but guys like Jameis Winston have 5,000 yards. <laughs> I knew you were so, right James, yeah. So, so it's not the end-all, be-all of stats, but when you have the stats and a championship – that's never the case. It's hard to argue against yeah. that, you know, mm -hmm. but the thing not in his favor, you know, no time all pro has never been an all pro player, which is kind of saying he's never been that top guy at his position, you know, for a season. He's had, he's had some really nice ones. Don't get me wrong. He threw for over 40 touchdowns this season, obviously had 17 interceptions though, which also led the league seeing the flaws there. So no, no, no all pro only been a pro bowler one time. He just hasn't really been regarded as an elite top quarterback for his entire career, basically. We've put at least three, four, five, six guys ahead of him 
pretty much always, I feel like, you know, so without the championship, without, like you said, if he retired today, it's, it's hard to put him in. It really is, you know. He's the type of guy where he's always been a top 10 quarterback in the league, but he's never right. been a top five quarterback in the league. Exactly. We're putting five guys, at least I feel like, ahead of him pretty much always, especially right now. He just won a Super Bowl. Is he is he a top five quarterback today? I don't think he is. I think he's maybe there at six, probably yeah, right I, there at six. Yeah, he's somewhere between six and ten. Exactly, uh, right? So kind of been the story of his career, um, but not to diminish anything that he done or he has done. Guy's a champion now. The first season he goes to a capable franchise with a, you know a very good head coach and a very good roster. Took advantage of it. Obviously won the Super Bowl, right? So because of this, uh, in my opinion, I think you agree he can now be in consideration for for that honor. You know. Yeah, and guys like Aaron Donald didn't have to worry about that going into this game, but yeah. now, I mean, he's has a reputation of, is he one of the best defensive players of all time? Is yeah. he a top five defensive player ever is what you, people are going to say. Do you put him in that top five? I feel like you might have to at this point. I mean, I, he, I feel like he's kind of the same way with Stafford. If he keeps playing, then I think he will be. But right now, he's without the longevity, more. it's a little tough. Yeah, you're right. I agree. And the whole Sean McVay retiring – crap i don't dude's yeah, 36 don't years old okay 36 youngest coach ever to win a super bowl he's been to two already you got this roster you're in la why would you walk away from that right? yeah it doesn't doesn't make any sense i think football is sean McVay's entire life i don't expect that to be a real thing at all at such a, a a young age obviously right yeah he's got tons tons of years it's safe to say he's bought himself a, you know a nice contract with the rams obviously after what they did this year uh so he's not going anywhere I, i'm betting aaron also isn't going to be going anywhere as far as aaron donald goes i think he's going to come back as well uh obviously stafford hasn't really speculated on that whatsoever whitworth more than likely they're probably going to need a new left tackle that's what i'm thinking. yeah and they're going to lose a lot of free agents. Von Miller's a free agent. Odell's a free agent. Um, Dude, there's like seven yeah, players. Yeah, and then, then guys that they've have had on their team for a while are also free agents. So It's going to be tough it's, to put this kind of group together, go for one more run. I'm, we're probably not going to go into next season saying that they should be the Super Bowl favorites by any means, uh, but they should probably be in the top five of as far as you know, title contenders going in since they did just get the yeah, job I think done. The opening lines had the Chiefs and the Bills tied as yeah, the Yeah, Chiefs and Bills. Hey, you know who made the top five? Cowboys. The Dallas Cowboys, man. Hey, it wasn't me. It wasn't me. So someone else the out Bucks there. The Bucks were like 11th. Yeah, that, that feels good. My team has better title odds than Tanner's. Not, you know, feeling pretty good right now. But that that's pretty much all I have to say about LA. Props to them for getting the job done. Now for Cincinnati. Okay, now for the Bengals. I know everyone wants to blame the officiating. And as I said earlier, I do not like that holding call on third down, especially if there is no call earlier in the game on that Higgins-Ramsey you know, big play, which ended up being a touchdown, obviously, right? So let me get out of the way. But that was not the biggest factor for the loss here for the Bengals. That offensive line allowed Burrow to be sacked seven times. Yeah, okay? it, it was the offensive line. So seven sacks. Jamar Chase had one big play. Okay, one big 46-yard catch. After that, 
pretty quiet day for Jamar after the after you know besides that one big catch didn't score any touchdowns he's been the big playmaker for this team pretty much all season long so besides one big play from Jamar not much to talk about besides that Burrow didn't play his best game I think we can all agree on that he missed on several throws you can say it's due to all the pressure that he had he's got seven times you know but he did, he did not play his best game. Like I said, I saw him miss on several throws that he does usually hit. So Burrow didn't play his A game. And they scored zero points, Tanner. We agree. They scored zero points in the fourth quarter, got shut out in the most important time of the game, and it was a terrible play call on third and one to give the ball to a running back who had one carry bes- before that. Okay, your, your, your secondary apparently is their third down back. I understand that. But with the game on the line, you need to get a yard and you don't give the ball to your best running back. I don't agree with that whatsoever. And I also don't agree on fourth and a half yard dropping back when you know every single time Burrow has dropped back, he's facing pressure. And especially since he hurt that knee, not necessarily as mobile as he was earlier in the game. So people want to blame the penalties. But there were a lot of reasons that the Bengals lost this game. Yeah, I would say the biggest factor being the offensive line. That was number one. It was a top six worst pro football focus. They rate players and how certain plays go. Like, you know how pro football focus works. Yeah, of course. They they give pass block ratings for a, a unit every week. The Bengals in the Super Bowl had the sixth worst, or it was top six. I don't remember if it was fourth, fifth, or sixth worst pass block rating ever. All the time. Yes, in any game. In the, oh, in, in any in, game. Yeah, in the Super Bowl. Oh, my. I thought you meant just in the Super no, Bowl. No, dude. Like, if you think about that game, Joe Burrow, like, couldn't even complete a drop back before that's he had I mean. guys he had in his no face. Time. He had that, That's why me and you – I don't want to say smart guys because obviously Jamar Chase was the best pick for them, but that's why we were campaigning for them to get an offensive lineman. You this know? year, that's the for this past year. Has I mean. to. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Coming up, uh, I, I'm using several picks <laughs> on that O line. Several on that offensive line for sure. That, that has got to be priority number one. He got hurt again. He hurt his knee again. If you want to have the longevity for this guy, you got to protect him. Yeah, they got to. Like- sign the best offensive lineman in the free agency class and draft or an offensive lineman with their first pick. They have cap space. Yeah. They do have sure. cap space. People are maybe seeing this young up and coming Bengals team. They see the up and coming Joe Burrow. I, I could see a lot of guys getting behind that. You know, yeah. get, getting behind what he stands for. Joe Cool. They come on. I, I I could I could see a lot of people maybe wanting to go play. I know it's in Cincinnati, not the most attractive place. Uh but as far as what we saw this year I think we could see a couple of free agents head over there, uh, head over there to play with the Bengals. But you know, at the end of the game, they had they had a real chance. They had a real chance to to get the job done. They had the ball. They could have had the, the final possession of the game. Obviously, he got sacked on fourth down. But I, I hate the third and one call. I hate yeah, the third one call is bad. That was the worst of all. That was worst of all. But again, I I I don't love him dropping back with fourth and one. At least if you do, I, I'm getting the ball out of his hands immediately he's holding on to it. i know it was only a couple of seconds but that you saw that's all aaron donald needs that that's yeah. all that those guys need obviously so they had a chance to get it done they couldn't do it congrats to the rams tanner was right yeah yeah super bowl champions super bowl uh, champions, man. hate to see it's it it's disappointing especially because we're both from the st louis area 
obviously mm-hmm. and you know we grew up having the rams around being able to go to rams games yeah, and screw having Stan them, yeah having that just upright you know and, and go to la definitely hurt the fan base hurt a lot of people around here when especially we thought they had plans to be here long term you know so yeah. it, it was definitely upsetting not a lot of st louis uh not, this area was and they said going, so many times they weren't leaving exactly right so this area was rooting for cincinnati was a bit of a heartbreaker. They had a chance to get it done in that final play. And I know two, if, if if Burrow has the ball, if he's able to stay up, uh, up another two seconds, another maybe three seconds, maybe that's too much to ask for with their offensive line and, and what the Rams are rushing with. Jamar Chase just beat Jalen Ramsey. He was one throw. Let's say three seconds, one more throw by Burrow, and we could be sitting here talking about how the Bengals won the Super Bowl. It's, it's just it's super disappointing. Uh, but what ifs, yeah. but you can't, you know, that's it. That's what it comes down to, you know? Yeah. And a lot of people overreacting on social media about the game. You see lots of those after big games like this. I saw people kind of talking about, there's no way the Bengals are going to make it back to the Super Bowl because they only won the North because the Ravens well, were hurt. And the Ra- Browns and the- did have a bad, yeah. you know, they did also, but, they still won yeah, 10 games. Okay, they still yeah. won 10 games. They're still in a – you know, we, we both agree. We thought it was a rebuilding year. There's a lot of improvement that they can yeah. that they can do on this roster. And who's to say they're not going to do exactly what they need in the draft and this year's free agency? And I'm guessing Joe Burrow, uh, Jamar Chase, he's, he's got all the playmakers he needs on offense. You simply need to protect him and keep adding to the defense, which stunned a lot of people this year. So – Super Bowl's a high expectation. Maybe not saying they're going to go back there next year, but for people saying they're never going to get back, or I've heard people say they're not not even going to make the playoffs next year, chill. Okay, chill. We, we've been underestimating this team all season long. We, we can both agree, I'm, I'm assuming, we're kind of done doing that with this Bengals team. You know? Yeah, I think they proved they belonged even on Sunday. They were a couple plays away from going to overtime. Yeah, they exactly. Were, yeah, they were 15 yards away from that game going in overtime. Like, they were at the 50-yard line. Yeah. Exactly. Like, they, one more play even. You know, one good play. And he, we know McPherson's going to knock it down. You know, so the, they go to overtime, and then it comes down to the coin toss ultimately, right? So, we'll see. I, I'm not counting them out. But at the end of the day, you got to give your hat, tip your hat to the Los Angeles Rams. They went all in, and it paid off with a championship. So, that's two years in a row where a team is kind of – Gone all in for a Super in, Bowl, you know? yeah, and gone out and try to make a splashy play at quarterback. Do you think that's kind of the model on how to win a championship moving forward? If I'm Aaron Rodgers, if I'm Russell Wilson, yeah. I'm seeing exactly what you know Tom Brady. I'm seeing exactly what Matthew Stafford did, and I'm saying, hey, why can't I do that? I'm just as good as those guys. You could say both those guys are even better than Matthew Stafford. I, I'm I'm seriously considering hard. Obviously, it's not all up to them the team is going to have to trade them stuff like that the, the situation is going to have to get a little messy but definitely ten I, I think that's a great point i think a lot of teams as we kind of talked about last week on what would a ring mean take you know follow the rams footsteps and saying hey who cares about these picks for players who might not pan out who cares about all this cap space we won't have next year let's go with the players who can help us right now and go win it all so i i definitely think that could be uh you know something we see more teams doing going forward for sure. And we'll see what where either one of those guys go, if anywhere. And that that's real interesting, man. It is. 
Yeah, and uh, the, the, do we want to move into talking about the quarterback carousel? Yeah, now? Yeah, speaking moving of that, that, yeah, exactly. Right. So there's a lot to look forward to since the season has come to a close. Tanner and I kind of want to hit on some of the biggest NFL storylines of the offseason that we're definitely going to be breaking down over the next couple of weeks, next several months. Obviously, right. So, yeah, the, the first one and, and the big one, obviously, is the quarterback drama. The carousel is Tanner saying a lot of quarterbacks that could be available and a lot of teams searching for, you know, for, for their new guy, obviously. Right. Yeah. There's a lot of people that don't have their quarter, their day one starter locked up. I would I, I don't know the exact number, but I would guess there's at least 11 teams that are at least thinking about making a move a quarterback, if not more. There's a lot. You have, yeah, and you have quarterbacks like the reigning MVP being on the market, like being a guy that could go out and – because they, they sound like after this year he has total control of his contract. So that, now that's he can, what yeah. it seems so like. So now he can do pretty much what he wants. I'm not sure and, if we're going to have to actually trade him, but it seems like they made some sort of agreement as to where whatever he wants. If he wants to stay in Green Bay, he can. If, if he wants to go elsewhere, he'll be going elsewhere. Exactly. Uh, is Tom Brady going to come out of retirement? Hey, I is know the, you've been watching those reports. <laughs> <laughs> I know you haven't. Been I sure yet. hope so. But uh, it's po- I mean, it's possible. I saw he's plus 4,500 to uh, win the MVP next year as a retired player. That's, that's kind of crazy. That's insane. That kind of just shows, you know, who that guy is, right? That that's Tom Brady right there. It's got it's just kind of explaining who he is. But yeah, Aaron Rodgers could very well find himself being available. You know, we're going to be talking about that up until he ultimately makes the decision. I'm guessing it'll be hopefully before the draft. Hopefully, before yeah, I hope so. Agency and everything. Hopefully, it comes down to any less everyone. Now, I'm guessing within the next several weeks, month. We'll be hearing more stuff about the Aaron Rodgers situation. Tom Brady, as Sanders said, retired. Who knows if he's going to end up coming back? Uh, hard to say. That one is a little less believable, I'd say. But who knows with that <laughs> guy? Uh, Russell Wilson, as we as we kind of just brought up here a moment ago, there are, there are talks. I know you saw this report that the Bucks are taking a swing at Russell Wilson. Yeah, I did see that. I know you'd be it, okay with that. Yeah, and I mean, you also have Deshaun Watson that could be on the move somewhere. We gotta get that situation resolved. Like the 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 talent that guy has, and just the overall storyline that we've been talking about the last year or so. I am so ready for that situation. Either he can play or he can't play anymore. Let's let's figure this thing out. You know, yeah. And then you have a next tier of quarterbacks that could possibly be on the move. You got Jimmy Garoppolo, Carson Wentz, Carson Wentz. People you they're have. talking how they might want to, but they might even release him within the next month or so because that's I think March mm-hmm. March thirteenth or something is when his contract would you know go into effect and he'd be paid for next season. So if he's getting cut, it's happening within the next several weeks. Jameis Winston also a free. He's agent. a free agent, isn't he? Yeah, yep. exactly. Right. So, so he could go wherever he wanted. Yeah, there's a lot of a lot of quarterbacks that are going to be swapping teams, and then I'm sure we're going to see at least somebody that we're not super expecting 
Probably. I mean, you, you never really you know see, with the NFL. You could you know, see like a Kirk Cousins on the move or something like that. They did just get a new offensive mind. You know, they did just get the guy. I think the Rams coordinator, I think, is who the Vikings hired, right? So I think they're probably going to tough it out one more year with, with uh, Kirk Cousins. He didn't play terrible this season. Obviously, they have all those offensive weapons. So I think he at least has one more year in Minnesota. Uh, but the Colts, Washington, Tampa, Pittsburgh, you could say Carolina, uh, the Saints, a lot of teams looking for their Denver. next guy. Denver. Thank you very much for putting that in there. Denver, a, a pretty solid built roster already. People are comparing or saying if Aaron Rodgers goes there, it's very similar to, to Stafford going to the Rams and Brady going to the Bucks. I'm not putting it on that level because I maybe you know, I don't know as much as others do about this Broncos roster, but I, I know it's a huge step up. And obviously, if they go out and get a guy like Aaron Rodgers, they're following the Rams and saying, hey, we're going all in. You know, we are going all in this season, right? So yeah, there's a I mean, lot it's of not the talent level. I don't think that either one of those teams had, but they, they would definitely be a contender. Yeah, with, with a guy with, with the MVP yeah, coming yeah. to their team. They have a nice offense, you know, a good defense, obviously, right? So, yes, I, I, I buy that as well. Let's talk about the Colts here for a moment. You know, Carson Wentz didn't have a terrible season by any means. He only threw Just seven. Just had a bad last like two weeks two weeks you know a bad end to the season which does make you kind of scratch your head it's like hey what is this guy in in the biggest moments losing to the jaguars in week 18 that has got to have the colts <laughs> scratching their heads saying what do we do this guy only threw seven interceptions this year but was terrible down the stretch what would you do if you were if you were in Indianapolis? Are you are you moving on from Carson Wentz? I honestly don't do that unless I know I can get an Aaron Rodgers or a Russell Wilson. That's the only way I move on because he's good enough. I feel like at least yeah. for where you are. Yeah, I don't move on from him if the the alternative is Jimmy Garoppolo. I don't move on from him if the alternative is. James Winston. The only get, way I move on from him is all if similar it's, tiers. I think they're around yeah, the same level. If it's Russell Wilson, Deshaun Watson, and, or Aaron Rodgers, right? You're not you're not making a lateral move because I think those are yeah. lateral moves. I yeah, really because do. might as well tough it out with Carson Wentz. Like he didn't, like you said, he didn't play terrible. So what would be the point in just adding another? guy that's Carson Wentz just not named Carson Wentz exactly and and when he's playing at his best he is a you know a good quarterback in this league when he's playing at his best obviously that's the question how is he going to play in those big moments that's why they could move on from him yeah a lot of quarterbacks that could be on the move a lot of teams looking for their next guy so you know we're going to be talking about that the entire offseason until all these teams until all of these guys find a new home until they find a new quarterback, obviously. Right. So that's a big one. A lot of new coaches too, Tanner, a lot of yeah, new what eight hires. new coaches, nine, nine. Okay. Nine new coaching hires this off season. We haven't had a chance to break it down. Cause we've had, you know, so much other stuff going on, obviously uh, only so much we can pack and do this hour and a half show. Uh, but we got to grade all the moves, you know, grade them, talk about our expectations for the team and the coach, obviously going for, I don't know. A lot about every single one, but there are a handful, you know, a handful where it's like that's that could be a very big hire or that's a big swing. We'll see if it ends up being a swing and a miss, obviously. Right? You have the whole Brian Flores situation lawsuit going on. A lot to look at as far as coaching goes 
in the NFL. Yeah, and you have the NFL draft coming up as well. Draft, there's free a, agency there's a, not too long. There's a big question on who's going to be the number one pick. There's about four or five guys that have been passed around as the number one pick in different people's mock drafts. Right. So it's your guess is as good as mine on who's going to be the first round, yeah. number one overall pick. It's not like a Trevor Lawrence situation where it's mm-hmm. like, okay, uh, two years ago we knew this guy was going to be the number one overall pick when he declares for it. So it's not that uh, probably a defense heavy draft this year. Yeah, too. Uh, yeah, a lot, yeah, a lot of pass rushers. You got some offensive linemen yeah, thrown yeah, in yeah, there. Good receivers, good offensive line, weaker quarterback, quarterback. class yeah, from the last sure. couple of years. For sure. There's right. still there's still some quarterbacks that are going to go in the first round. Pickett's and probably the, going yeah, first round. At least two. Probably Malik Willis and Kenny Pickett. And then guys. the other guys are TBD. Yeah. We'll see where they land. You know, what team's looking for. You know, combine a, coming a proj- up. A project or yeah, how they do in the combine, obviously. Right? So a lot of draft stuff, some free agency stuff. Uh, Jameis Winston going to be a free agent. My guy, Michael Gallup, going to be a free agent. I think he's going to have to go somewhere else. Probably get not a huge bag, but going to go out there and get paid to be someone's number one, maybe their number two receiver, a team needing some weapons, obviously, right? So we're going to see some players on the move for sure. We'll see how many players want to go team up in Cincinnati after their legendary historic run they had this season, how many players want to go add to that and see if they can get back. So a free agency is an, an, another big one. And Tanner and I are kind of talking about uh, doing doing a bunch of different rankings and such because now with the quarterback situation with the wide receivers with running backs there are so many good ones out there now that are you know so close to each other we got to go through and kind of distinguish who's better than who who ranks where you know yeah and I, I just think it'll be fun to kind of get some debates on who we think are the best players in the NFL yeah so a lot of quarterback rankings a lot of wide receiver rankings running backs defenses you name it we're going to be ranking them more than likely throughout the offseason uh and even more there's going to be even more you know things that pop up obviously throughout you, you never know with the nfl we didn't see the matthew stafford trade coming last year you know and we've had a year full of aaron Rodgers drama we'll see if that finally gets resolved apparently uh, there's kyler murray drama Kyler Murray saying, you know, blaming his teammates for the most part, you know, for, for their losses as of late, where it's like, I think he might need to take a good look in the mirror. If I'm being honest, he, he obviously the first half of the season, people were talking about him being the MVP or an MVP candidate. And then we saw the big drop off at the end of the season, you know, yeah, so and that's that's been the reoccurring theme for the Cardinals. He starts out hot, ends bad. Exactly, right? So we'll see. Uh, we've seen Russell Wilson do that several times. Maybe he's the new <laughs> Russell Wilson-esque. Um, but a lot to look at, a lot to cover, especially at that quarterback position. Tanner, though, it's about that time. Let's take a short break and come back. As, as I said, we're, we're approaching the All-Star break. We're over halfway through the NBA season. A lot to talk about. And some big trades that happened last week, right after we uh, recorded. You think? <laughs> right yeah. after we recorded. <laughs> you know, of yeah, course, yeah, blockbuster. <laughs> so a lot to look at there. Let's take a break and come back. How's that sound? Sounds good. All right, guys, keep it locked on. We'll be right back. All right, and welcome back. As we said in the first half of the show, let's move on and talk all things NBA. Talk about if there is a beast in the East. 
if you will. Tanner, talk about what is the best team in the Eastern Conference. But before we get there, we had some big trade or a big trade after we recorded the episode last week. I was pretty sure it wasn't going to happen. I was clearly wrong there. Uh, so obviously the Nets traded James Harden and Paul Millsap. And in return, they got Ben Simmons, Seth Curry, Andre Drummond, and two future first round picks. I think both teams did well for themselves in this trade. Yeah, I, th- I personally think both teams got better. You get the Nets go and get Ben Simmons, a guy who doesn't need the ball to play well, right. to pair with their two guys that are super ball dominant and Kevin Durant and Kyrie Irving. Especially Kyrie, yeah. yeah so Kyrie. whenever you have James Harden and Kyrie Irving, it's hard to get them both going at the same time. But Ben Simmons doesn't need to have the ball to play well. And then that's what the Sixers needed better than or worse than anything was because they were play- their second-best player was Tyrese Maxey. Who's had a good year. You know, let's, yeah, not, he, let's not dog on him, but he's a second-year player. But he can't be the second-best player on a team that can win a conference. Or would hope to win a conference. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And, and the, playing alongside the MVP definitely helped boosting his game. You know, a, a lot of attention going down to NB. But he has been great this year, averaging almost 17 points a game, over 40% from three. Maxi has been, has been super good. Has definitely taken a big step forward. Kind of like, hey, what do we do at the point guard position? At least through, through all the madness, they did find a point guard in Tyrese Maxi, right? But you're right. James Harden is exactly what that team needed, it seems like. Yeah, they pair a former MVP with a possible MVP this year. The current MVP in in a lot of people's minds, right? I know Tanner has something to say about his guy in Milwaukee, but as of right now, sorry, Tanner, Joel Embiid is the NBA's MVP, at least at this point in time. I think he uh, is somewhat the front runner for that award. Uh, But yeah, I I think you're right. I think both teams got better in this trade. I, I like it for both. Philly finally moves on from Ben Simmons. You can finally stop having that drama in the locker room at press conferences. Everyone, you know, you just had a, a, a big game and someone's going to ask you about Ben Simmons, you know, so they, with an all time tweet. The tweet. You saw me tweet after. Let's just give him yeah. the MVP. Like, let's just give him the MVP yeah. after that tweet. Like, and he said he didn't even understand. He said, he said I just thought the guy was well-dressed. So that's why that's why he ended up tweeting it. Troll gotta yeah. give him like that guy. Yeah, if you didn't see it, he tweeted the uh just sent in my biggest haters funeral meme. It is it was a perfect, it, it was absolutely you know the, the best tweet possible. Uh, and we know how great he is on social media, so I wasn't surprised whatsoever, right? But it yeah. was awesome, great to see that. Uh, So you finally get out from under this big dark cloud that's been over your franchise the last season or for the majority of this season since last year's uh, playoff run when they lost to Atlanta, obviously. And Daryl Morey in in Philadelphia, now, you know, former Houston GM, now the president of basketball operations for the Sixers. We know how much he loves James Harden. He said he'd die he on the hill. He loves him some James Harden. He'd die on the hill saying he's a championship player. You know, that he is. He's stood by that uh, for, for as long as I can remember. He loves James Harden ever since he first uh, went to Houston. And he finally got his guy. So props to him. He held out. There was a lot of hate from me, from you, from the NBA media saying, hey, what are you doing waiting this long? Trade Simmons already. Waiting paid off. We were wrong, and he got his guy in James Harden. Then on the flip side, as you brought up, Brooklyn, not just did they get a player that should fit with a 
with Kyrie and Kevin Durant, who doesn't need the ball, and Ben Simmons. They also got deeper by adding uh, Seth Curry, one of the mm-hmm. best three-point shooters in the league, and Andre Drummond, an established big, and we know that team needed size. So they got deeper, and we know well, they, they lost, I think, I think 12 games in a row. That, that streak ended up going to, and it was set the first game Seth played in. They ended up winning that game, uh, just showing the impact of the Curry family. You know, <laughs> no, no, no big deal. Um, but they definitely got some players that they needed. The, the roster got deeper. And like you said, Ben Simmons, let me know if you agree, he should be their Draymond Green. He yeah, yeah, that type Draymond of Green. He's playing great defense. We know he was a former candidate for defensive player of the year. Draymond has won that, that uh, award before create shots for your best shooters, your best playmakers. No, Ben Simmons can do that. We know Ben driving and kicking. We know how he thrives with the lane being open. There's not a big, you're going to have Drummond in there, but there's not a big clogging the lane at all times anymore. Like Embiid always was run screen and rolls constantly, and then just dive to the basket. Dive to the ball. You know, Kyrie, when he's doing his he's doing his thing, a couple guys going to go over there and try to help. You're going to get wide open shots. Just get as close to the hoop as possible. Set some screens. Uh, drive and kick. Play your defense. And this should work out. This should definitely work out for the Brooklyn Nets. So, as you said, I like it for both teams here. People were saying that you know, some, you know, one team won or the other team won. 50-50, both teams win, in my opinion. Yeah, and I thought the combo of Ben Simmons and Seth Curry was great. You get a guy who can stretch the floor, pair him with a guy who shrinks the floor. It's pretty cool. It's you know, and then obviously, um, yeah, I, I think he's gonna thrive there. Now it's just a question: when is he gonna play? When is he mm-hmm. gonna be playing? Hasn't played all year, so he still isn't quite ready to play. Um, so we'll we'll just kind of have to see that situation. Same old thing in Brooklyn. Hopefully it's sooner rather than later. But again, I'm a big mental health advocate, right? So we never want to say, you know, what, what someone else is going through, anything like that. Hopefully he just finds the help. He's been getting the help that he needs, and hopefully he finds a way to get back on the court. And to say what he did in, in, in uh, Philly was justified. I, I don't like the way he handled that situation. But again, we don't know what's going on in another guy's life. Hopefully he can get back on the court sooner rather than later. But Tanner, this trade. Brings up a question, and I know you are pretty invested in this conference. I see the jersey hanging right behind you. <laughs> you showed me the championship hat earlier. With this trade, who do you think is now the best team in the Eastern Conference? The one through five seeds are two and a half, three games apart. Where do you sit right now uh, with the East? I think the Bucks are the best team. I know they – don't have the depth. Casey's going to be like, but they don't have depth. They don't. But, yeah, you're right. But no, but? Other team, but no other team has Giannis. Yeah, there's the big but. They do have him. Exactly. He's the, he's the best player in the world. And he's playing as good as he ever has. And he just wanted, he's coming off winning a championship last season. He's coming off being the finals MVP. Confidence is, is sky high. Who else in the Eastern Conference has done it? Like experience matters. You're right. You can say you can say Kevin Durant. The, the, heat, the heat have been, but they ain't won. You're right. The, Net, the Nets ain't won. They have. They do have a guy in Kevin Durant who has won a championship. Kyrie Irving that was obviously a big part to a championship run as well. But hey, I'm not gonna fight you on that, Giannis. I agree. I think he very well could be the best player in the world. I know he's the best two-way player in basketball. No one touches him as far as what he does on both ends of the court. Yeah, right? Absolutely. So. 
I'm there. If you're looking for an argument, I'm not going to give you one because I, I agree with a lot of what you just said for sure. I, before I make my decision, you know, I have to, you know, go and process all my thoughts, obviously, you know, so I'm debating, let me just, you know, uh, up front and center, I'm debating between three teams. Okay. Maybe you can help me out. Three teams, the 76ers with the, just with the trade they just had, I think makes them a lot better. The Miami heat, the number one seed in the Eastern conference and your Milwaukee Bucks. So I'm debating between those three teams. I'm going to start with Philly. As I just said, getting that trade, getting Harden, pairing him up with Joel Embiid. That's the best duo in the Eastern Conference. Yeah, that, that's sure. the best duo. You could maybe even go as far to say that's the best duo in basketball. The two caliber of players that they are. Very Embiid, close, but I would say right there. Exactly. They're top two, top three, worst case scenario. I put them more than likely at number one. The Sixers themselves so far this year are a top 10 defensive team. They're eighth in defensive rating so far this year. And then, like I said, looking at their starting five, especially after this trade, Tyrese Maxey, we know the breakout season he's having. James Harden, former MVP, looks like he's cut some weight. Since arriving in Philadelphia, people saying he's kind of a shapeshifter, um, but it looks good in Philly. Uh, M- Matisse Thibel was on the all defensive team last year, probably going to be there again this year. We know how great he is uh, on the perimeter. So Thibel, phenomenal defender, uh, uh, Tobias Harris and Joel Embiid. That's a phenomenal starting five. You have the offense, you have the defense. They have the coaching putting together with Doc Rivers. I know no one loses better than Doc. No one chokes more <laughs> than a guy in Doc Rivers. I know that, but he, we've seen what he can do ultimately. He's got the roster. Uh, you know, they, they have the defense in place. They have the offensive weapons. The only thing for me is we've never seen Harden play with a center like Joel Embiid. Even you would say with a player like Joel Embiid. He's the MVP of the league this year. He's been one of the best, if not the best player. You put Giannis right there with him in, in you know, this season in the NBA. So let's see. He's never played with a dominant, like, finisher. He's never played with a dominant post player he's never played, he's played with good players right he, yes. he averaged 34 yeah. a game alongside chris paul he had some nice you know some nice moments playing with the nets we know all the triple doubles he had at one point last year people were talking that that he should be the mvp of the league all the work that he was doing so we know he can play with other stars that's not necessarily the question um so let's see how he does with the big man and let's see if he can stay healthy this guy has been nursing that hamstring for like a year now, it seems like. Always seems to get hurt when it matters most in the postseason. Uh, so let's see if he can stay healthy and how that pairing looks. So I'm, I'm not yet going to say Philadelphia, um, but in two weeks, I, I could be saying they're my favorite to win the Eastern Conference. Let's just see how that pairing looks ultimately. And then, so that's the Sixers. I'm looking at the Heat as well. The Heat, obviously, number one in the Eastern Conference, but it's, like a two, three game difference between them and Milwaukee, right? So anyone could end up with that one seed when it's all said and done. But they are the number one team in the NBA as far as three point percentage goes. They're 37.6% is how they shoot it. Number one in the league in that category. They're the seventh best offense, one better, sorry, defense, seventh best defense, one better than the Sixers I just talked about. Um, six best, I'm sorry, I completely forgot. seventh best offense, six best, def- best defense. So I switched those. So seventh best offense, six best defense, top 10 in both categories. The only team in the Eastern conference that we're talking about as far as the top contenders go that are top 10 in both of those categories. And then Tanner said earlier, the depth, one of the reasons, uh, people don't, or one of the reasons I do have some doubts in Milwaukee 
is that they don't have the bench, the depth that other teams have, like the Miami Heat, looking at their team. Jimmy Butler, Kyle Lowry, Bam Adebayo, Tyler Hero, the sixth man of the year, uh, Duncan Robinson, P.J. Tucker, Victor Oladipo hasn't played all season, looking to make a return after uh, the All-Star break more than likely. So who's to say he's not going to just boost them even more, make them an even better team? I know he's had a lot of injury concerns the last several years, but who's to say he's not going to improve this already really good team on both sides of the ball. We were talking about this for, for James Harden injuries though, injuries for this Miami heat team. Jimmy Butler has only played 38 games. He's played 38 games this year. Bam 32. He's only played 32 games this year, right? So uh, Marcus Morris or Markeith Morris, who was a big signing for them, 10 games. He played 10 games before Jokic, ran and just shoved him in the back when he wasn't looking, obviously, right? So he played 10 games. They've had a lot of injuries, but they're still the number one seed in the East, which is a testament to that roster and the coaching that they have. Uh, so a lot of depth. They're they're top 10 in both offensively and defensively. They're, they're the number one three-point shooting team in basketball as far as percentage goes. Miami is, you know, at the very close to the top of the list, we're talking about contenders in the Eastern Conference. And lastly, your Bucks. Okay, your Milwaukee Bucks. You said this. I'm going to kind of piggyback off everything you said now. Best player in the Eastern Conference, check. Best player, maybe in the Wait. NBA. Maybe in the NBA. Hey, I'm getting there. Maybe in the NBA. I'd probably give him that that honor right now because he, he can do more than a guy named Embiid can do. Uh, Kevin Durant's always hurt. Steph Curry's gone through some slumps. LeBron, despite you know his, his great offensive performance, not having the wins these other guys do have, obviously, right? So I'm cool with putting Giannis at the, at the top of that list. Either way, as we said, he's no doubt the best two-way player. No one is as good as him on both ends of the court. And when they're big three plays, you might know this stat better than I do, but when they're big three plays, they have been dominant this year. At one point, they didn't lose a game when all three were playing. I think they're like 20 and six or something like yeah, that. I, I, I don't know the exact record, but I know they're really good whenever all three of them play. In uh, late January, that's the most recent I could find the stat. They were 17, I think, and four when, when they're big three plays. Absolutely dominant, obviously. When those three guys are out there, they're probably going to be winning games ultimately, you know? So all those things put together as well as their sixth in points per game in basketball, their fifth in three point percentage. I was actually kind of surprised by that set their fifth in that category, third in rebounds per game. They're, you know, they're getting everything that bounces off of the rim and they are sixth in offensive rating. I think they're 12th in defensive rating. So just out of the top 10 there, but they are the sixth best offense one step ahead of a team in the Miami heat, obviously. Right. So, it's so tough. It is. It is so tough when I want to pick just one team here. I think those 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 are the. They just three. added Serge Ibaka. They did add Serge. He's hasn't been on the court much last several years, but when he's playing, he's I think he is he is an impactful player, and I, I I really like his addition offensively and defensively. We know Ibaka. He's got that you know that nickname for a reason. Not hasn't been that guy, you know, too recently, right? But. He's got the potential. If only he can stay healthy, he's going to be helping teams out there. So if I had to pick one out of all of them, since they're so close, I'm going to go with you. Okay. I know, you know, we want to disagree. You know, people love when we disagree and stuff like that, but I'm going to go with Tanner on this one and say that I think the Eastern conference goes through Milwaukee, at least at this point in time. I think I'm right there with you. 
Yeah, I mean, it's close. It, like I said, it's I got to like, pick them. They're my favorite team, and they're just as good as anyone, so I feel like I got to pick them. But I can definitely see a world where Miami wins. I can definitely see a world where Brooklyn wins. I can definitely I mean, see a world where Philly wins. You, I, you saw Miami beat you guys a couple years ago. You know, that yeah. was in the bubble, in different yeah. case scenario, but like we've seen this team at their best. They've gotten even better since then. So have so have the Bucks, obviously. Um, but I agree. I I, I am gonna go um, you know, with, with, with the champs. Giannis has shown how how dominant he can be, how dominant he is on both ends of the court. My only concern is depth. Depth. They traded DiVincenzo. Pat Connington got hurt. Nuora's playing minutes. You got uh, Theonis playing some minutes out there who, in my opinion, wouldn't be on a roster if his last name wasn't Antetokounmpo. Um, so it, it's tough. I don't love the depth. Adding Ibaka definitely helps. Uh, I know Grayson Allen's going to have a bigger role going forward. That's for sure at the shooting guard position. Uh, but uh, it's like splitting hairs at this point in time. Who do you like better? It kind of comes down to personal preference. And I don't think we should forget about the Nets. I know I, I kind of glanced over them there. But if this Ben Simmons thing works out, and, and, and if Kevin Durant comes back healthy and it was te- is tearing up the league like he was in the first half of the season, Seth Curry's going to help. Andre Drummond's going to help. They still have Patty Mills. And I know New York State lifted uh, some COVID protocols. I don't know exactly. I, know, I think it's some mask stuff, honestly. Yeah. Not sure if it's, uh, you know, the vaccine stuff yet, but who knows? I would, you think I would know. You would think his hand lives around there, but hey, <laughs> asking too much there. I I mean. <laughs> either way, either way, who, who's to say that that's not going to get lifted by the time the postseason comes around? Then they will have all of their best players for every single game. Right? And obviously right now, just a part-time player. That's one of the big reasons I'm not putting them in this discussion. He's a part-time is they just lost 12 straight games before winning uh, the, their most recent one. Kevin Durant is, is injured. A lot of question marks on Brooklyn right now, but when they're healthy at their best, they're just as good as those three teams. You could even say they could be better than those three teams. So it's close, but yeah, I'm, I'm going to go with you. We're go, both going with the Bucks, So I, I like it. It's going to go through them more than likely. So there you go, Tanner. So... The All Star Game this you weekend, wanna... this weekend, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, yeah. Uh, uh... All Star break starts Thursday, or Thursday is the last set of games. All Star activities start Friday. Like celebrity the... game. Yeah, yeah. You got the uh, Rising Stars Challenge. There's first, and second year players, USA versus World. That'll be interesting. You got the Slam Dunk Contest. Who you got in the Slam Dunk Contest? Uh, it's tough. I'm going to go with my man, Juan Toscano Anderson, since he is in the competition. <laughs> I was really hoping Jonathan Kamingo was going to do it because if he was in it, there's no doubt I'm putting money on that guy to win. I, w- I would be that confident and then to win that award. But I'm going with my with my hometown guy. I'm going to go with uh, Juan in this one. But honestly, I'm not 100% sure everyone and everyone who's participating to be 100% sure with you. So uh, easy yeah. answer, Toscano. The dunk contest is uh, – oh, hold on. I don't I know. know. I know it's my man, Toscano Anderson. That okay, like, we got Obi Toppin. Ain't no stopping. You got Jalen uh, Green, second pick in the draft. Yeah, okay. Cole, he can, Cole Anthony for the Magic. Seems a little weird. Juan Toscano Anderson. jump. Yeah. He, he can jump. I'm not going to – so, okay, based on those, I actually think Juan might get bounced in the first round. <laughs> he might get bounced in the first round. 
Jay, I think Jalen Green has a has a really good chance as well. Uh, Cole Anthony can jump. You don't want to underestimate the small guy. Ah, screw it though. I'm gonna stay with my guy Toscano. I'm I'm sick because if he wins, I picked it here first. So there you go. I'm, I'm like, taking Jalen Green. That's smart. That that is a very smart pick. I, I think he he can leap. And who's to say what he can do in the year? You know, obviously when he's up there, right? So I like that. Uh, three point contest. Um, uh, I know. Uh, Steph yeah, I got the make it. Man. Okay, go ahead. It's uh, Fred Van Fleet, Desmond Bain for the Grizzlies. He's played great Luke, this year. Yeah, Luke Kennard, Clippers, Zach Levine, CJ McCollum, newly on the Pelicans, yeah. Patty Mills, Carl Anthony Towns, Trey Young. I'm going to go either Trey Young or Patty Mills. You got to pick. I'm going my man Trey. Trey Young wins it. All right. I'm going to go Van Fleet. Oh, sleeper guy right there. He can shoot. That dude can definitely shoot. So, yeah, I'm going to go with Trey, though. My man, my man, Trey Young. I'm a big fan of his, obviously. So, I got to go with him. But All-Star Game is obviously on Sunday. And we know the new thing is that, you know, they get a pool of players, divide them, and then you pick your own. They have a draft. LeBron was the captain. KD uh, for the Eastern Conference was was a a captain as well. So Tanner and I thought it would be fun if we went ahead and put the pool of players down and we went through and drafted our own All-Star team. So Team Casey, Team Tanner. And uh, so we flipped early. We flipped the coin. Or who gets to have heads and who gets to have tails? Because apparently both and both Tanner and I are fans of going tails. Isn't tails that right? Tails. tails never fails, right? And I won that coin toss, ironically picking heads. <laughs> Honestly, so I'm I get tails. Tanner has heads. He's gonna go ahead and flip a coin. Who gets the first pick in the draft? Then we'll just kind of go back and forth. It's tails. Tails never fails, everyone. That is why you go tails. So I, sorry, Tanner, get the number one pick in, in, in our fantasy dudes talking sports draft. Uh, so we'll go starters and then we'll go reserve. So we'll simply mm-hmm. pick from the starters. So uh, let me let me name them real quick. Steph Curry, John Morant, uh, Nikola Jokic, Andrew Wiggins, uh, and, and LeBron James are the Western Conference All-Stars. Then in the East, it's Giannis, Embiid, Tatum, DeRozan and Trey Young. So those are the 10 players we're going to start by picking. Tanner, you know who I'm going to pick, but I'm a little nervous who you're going to pick after me. I am going with Giannis Antetokounmpo with my number one overall pick. Let me go ahead and and jot his name down. I'm going with Giannis. He's the best player in the world. We got to go with him. Uh, Casey. (laughs) I got to. He's the best player. I'm pretty tempted to go Steph here just out of spite, but I'm gonna go LeBron. I think I gotta have I gotta have my guy. Let's favorite, go. Let's favorite go. player of all time. I'm picking the team. I gotta take LeBron first. Let's go. So that's why you get the number. That's why you go tails, everyone. I got Giannis with my first pick. Let me scratch him off my list really quick. Tanner went LeBron, and you know I'm going Steph Curry with my second pick. So I got Giannis and Steph headlining Team Casey over here. So I got Giannis. I got Steph. Tanner, who you got for your second pick? All right, a little bit of a drop-off here, I think, between the next guys. I'm going to take between Embiid and Jokic. I'm torn. I'm going to take the guy who's already won the MVP. I'm going to take Nikola Jokic. Okay, so Tanner's got Jokic. Let me go and scratch him off. Yeah, he is an MVP, and I think he's top three in MVP voting, or he should be top three this year as well. Him, Giannis, and Embiid should be the three candidates this year, right, Philly? So so you got – Jokic, well, you just left me up. I gotta take Joel Embiid. 
I'm going Joel Embiid. So I got Giannis, Steph, and the MVP. He's just had the easiest draft. And the MVP of the league. I've had all the decisions. (laughs) I'll take that. I got three MVPs on my team right here, man. Go ahead. So I got Giannis, Steph, and Embiid. That takes the the big guys off the board there, right? So who are you taking with your third overall pick? All right, with the sixth pick. The sixth pick in this draft. Yeah. Yeah. The file Tanner team. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Team Tanner. <laughs> I'm a, uh, we picked John Morant sixth. I like it. I was hoping he was going to slip. That's all right, though. So you got John Morant. Let me go ahead and mark him off. That's a good one. He's been phenomenal this year. People are saying he should be in the MVP conversation. I'm not going that far, but I think he should win the most improved player this year. Yeah, um, absolutely. He, he's been great. So a lot of them, a lot of the big names are off the board here. I got, I got, you know, two big guys in Giannis and Embiid. I've got Steph Curry. I can pick now between DeRozan, Tatum, Wiggins, and Trey Young. This is a really tough one, and I know you're not going to pick the other guy I want. So I'm going to go ahead with another shooter in Trey Young. Trey Young, Steph Curry backcourt. I'm going to go Trey Young for the seventh overall pick. I'm going to go Jason Tatum. With my next pick. St. Louis guy. I got to pick the St. Louis guy. I like it. I was debating Tatum there. But so Tatum's off the board. Trey Young's off the board. The last two picks, the last two guys available here in the starting lineup is DeMar DeRozan and Andrew Wiggins. Tanner, you know, you know who I'm picking here. I got two-way wig with my fifth overall picks. I'm going Andrew Wiggins over DeMar DeRozan here. I'm glad you did because I'd rather have DeRozan. <laughs> I'm taking DeMar DeRozan. Oh, man. You know, I had to. I uh, I defended him so much. And, you know, he's he's my guy. I, I How can I not go with two-way wig? One of the, the second best, third best two-way player in basketball this season. Okay, you know chill I'm out. Pick, you know I'm picking him. I got chill you. Chill out. All right, chill. There's no chill over here whatsoever. I picked Giannis one overall. We're going, we're going at each other's throats here in this one. Okay, so. Let's go through our top five. I got Giannis, Steph, Embiid, Trey Young, and Andrew Wiggins. I have LeBron, Nikola Jokic, John Morant, Jason Tatum, DeMar DeRozan. All right. Pretty fairly matched, I would say, there. You know, a few MVPs on my team, a few on yours, obviously. So now we got to get to the reserves. And they we're going to pick, I believe, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven reserves. We'll have seven picks here in the second half of the draft. Let me go ahead and quickly list who we will be picking from. Luka Doncic, Devin Booker, Zach Levine, Jimmy Butler, LaMelo Ball, Rudy Gobert, Jared Allen, Darius Garland, your guy Chris Middleton, Donovan Mitchell, DeJounte Murray, Carl Anthony Towns, Chris Paul, and Fred Van Fleet. So those are the pool, the 14 players we can pick from. Am I up next then? You are. So I'm up next. Okay. So my pick, I got 14 players to choose from. I'm going with the guy I got the jersey of. My guy, Luka Doncic, is my first reserve off the board. So I'm going with Luka. Let's scratch him off. Yeah, yeah, I, I think Luke is kind of the clear choice for the top. He's the best reserve, right? Top reserve. Yeah. Uh, for my first pick, I'm gonna go Devin Booker. Yeah. I think he's the best, uh, next next best reserve out there. A lot of people were saying yeah, Booker best, and Luca should start. Best player on the, uh, Suns. I agree. I agree. Best player on the Phoenix Suns. A lot of people wouldn't agree with us there, Tanner. That is one thing mm-hmm. we have in common. We are Devin 
Booker fans. I know people were talking about how important Chris Paul is, how important DeAndre Ayton and Mikhail Bridges are, and those are all very true. But the Phoenix Suns would be nowhere as good without their best player, their leading scorer, in Devin Booker. So we both, I believe, are on the same page there. So I got Luca. You got Book. My seventh overall, my seventh pick. I am gonna go. This is actually a really tough one here. I, don't, I, I this is this is straight from the heart. I have not done any pr, you know prior planning or, or anything like that. So this is just. I got a whole list. Yeah, I, I I know you do. This is just straight from me. Okay, so I am gonna go. I've got some signs already. This is really tough. I'm. I don't want to go with the big guy yet because we know Gobert and Allen are gonna be there at the end. So I'll be able to get either one of those guys. One of my last picks for sure. I'm gonna go with Zach Levine. I'm going to go with, I'm, I'm not going to let you get both of the Chicago Bulls players. I'm going to take Zach Levine on my bench. I got Luca and now Levine. I'm going to have some some lobs from Luca up to Zach throwing those things down coming off the bench. I'm going to take the guy on the best player on the team that you think might be the best team in the East. I'm going to take Jimmy Butler. Ah, that's tough. Yeah, that's fair. Two way. He's also one of the best two way players in the league, right? Right, right up there with Giannis and Andrew Wiggins. <laughs> okay, chill out. I gotta, I gotta put that out there. Okay, so you got Butler. Let me go ahead and scratch him off the list there. We got a lot of guards, a lot oh, of guards man. left. You know, a lot of people left. I'm gonna go with uh, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Big splash player, best player on the Utah Jazz. That's the number one offense in the league. Donovan Mitchell makes an appearance on Team Casey. Congrats to Donovan. <laughs> uh, I'm going to take the guy that a lot of people think is the best player on the Suns. I'm going to take Chris Paul. Uh, I don't like the pick, but go ahead. I just don't like Chris Paul. <laughs> I'm, I'm not a CP3 guy. You know that was that was a gimme for you. You could, you could take him. Go ahead and take him. There's also another guy on this list. You know, you can just you can just have. Um, we'll, we'll get there. <laughs> we'll get there in a minute, though. Okay, so Mitchell's off. You just went ahead and took Chris Paul. Those were the two latest picks from the DTS draft. Who else do I want? Well, that's a lot of guards. I have a lot of guards here. I'm gonna go ahead and go with Carl Anthony Towns. I'm gonna take Cat with my ninth pick. Carl Anthony Towns in his first All Star game as well. So I'm gonna get. I'm gonna take Carl Anthony Towns. I don't know All if you're right. scrambling now a little bit. I'm Go not, ahead. I'm not. No. I'm gonna. Ta- I'm gonna take Lamelo Ball with my next oh, pick. I don't think gotta he get, should even be an All Star. But go gotta ahead. get the youth on my team. Uh, he's he is young. He's gonna be the youngest player on the team. That's for sure. But I guess I guess he could be an All Star. I think he was a fill in guy. So I'll, I'll let him as as long as Jared Allen. If he made it over Jared Allen. We're rioting. You know, we we are not cool with that. But Lamelo and Jarrett make it, so I'll go ahead and give you a pass on that one. You can you can take Lamelo Ball. Let me go ahead and scratch him and cat off my list. So now we're getting down to it. We got Darius Garland, Chris Middleton, Dejounte Murray, Fred Van Fleet, Rudy Gobert, and Jared Allen left. I'm gonna go with the young gun and Darius Garland. I got, I got, you know how how impressive Cleveland has been this season. His first All Star appearance. I got Darius Garland with my tenth pick. I'm gonna take the guy who's won multiple Defensive Player of the Years. I'm gonna take Rudy Gobert. Oh, you can have him. I know Casey hates it. 
You can't. I could have had him at 24, him. but I'm taking him. You could have had him then, you know, before. You can have him. You can have him twice on Sunday. Okay. He he, he is all yours. I don't want you crying because he's not an all star a couple years ago. Spreading. I don't, I don't want that dude on my team. Heck no. Defensive liability when it comes down to it in the postseason. No, thank you. Take him away from me. So Rudy Gobert is off the list. Darius Garland is off the list. I got my big and cat, so I'm not going to go Jared Allen quite yet. We got DeJounte Murray, Fabian Clint, Chris Middleton. You know what? I already took one of them, so I'm going to go both. I'm going to take Tanner's guy and Chris Middleton as well. So I'm going to take Middleton and Giannis. I got all of Tanner's guys on my on my squad right here. Middleton. And that I don't even like Chris Middleton that much. That's, that one's just for you. That one's for you. All right, I'm going to take another center. I'm going huge. I'm taking Jared Allen. No, dang it, dude. I wanted the fro on my team. That I was, I, I thought you were going to snag him if I didn't get him with that last pick. That is super disappointing there. You got all the size, like yeah. all I'm, the size. I got, a, I got a monopoly on size. Dang it. Okay, Jared Allen, I thought I should have took him. I got a lot of guards, man. I got a lot of guards. We're playing small ball. So I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to run Gobert. I'm going to run Jared Allen right off the court, basically. <laughs> um, so my last pick, there are two guys left, Fred Van Fleet and DeJounte Murray. Let me go ahead and look through my thing. I got a couple of ones. I got Luca already. I got Davion at two. Or sorry, uh, 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 Donovan at the two already. I got Darius at the one. This is a very tough. I'm going to go with the more established player, even though I'm a huge fan of what DeJounte Murray's doing this year. I'm going to go with the guy who beat my team in the NBA Finals. I've seen him hit some huge shots. I got Fred Van Bleet with my last and final pick of the DTS draft. Man, you picked Jared Allen. I'm pissed. Oh, All man. Right. So I got one guy left. DeJounte you got one guy and Who's one pick. pick? Yeah. Pick? Uh, you, well, you already gonna, picked Gobert. I'm going to take DeJounte Murray. Not much of a choice there. I wanted DeJounte. It's his first all-star game. Same thing with Fred, obviously, but he's been super good. Uh, he has the, the Spurs, not so much, but I think he is having an all-star caliber. I think he was the replacement for Draymond Green. And if Draymond was in here, you already know he'd be on this roster going small ball center <laughs> all, all, all day long. He's going to pick number two overall. Uh, not number two, but as far as reserves go, he probably would have been right after Luca <laughs> with, with, with that pick right there for sure. Okay, so let's go through our entire. We'll go one through five, then we'll do our reserves. So again, I have Giannis, Steph, Embiid, Trey, and Wiggins. Who are your five? I have LeBron, Jokic, Ja, Jason Tatum, Demar Derozan. Okay, and then reserves, I have Luka Doncic, Zach Levine, Donovan Mitchell, Carl Anthony Towns, Darius Garland, your guy Chris Middleton, and your guy Fred Van Fleet, who you're picking to win the three-point contest. Then I have Devin Booker, Jimmy Butler, Chris Paul, LaMelo Ball, Rudy Gobert, Jared Allen, DeJounte Murray. I think I like my starting five better, but I might like your reserves a little better. I'm not 100% sure. I think we might have to make a graphic for our yeah, so we can we can see the faces. We'll, we'll make a graphic, put it out within the next couple of days before the All-Star game. We might have to put a 2K thing on this thing, too. We might have to you know make our teams, put them in 2K, let it sim out, and uh, see which is really the better team. All right? All right. Sounds like a plan. 
All right, so those are our all-star teams. We'll put a graphic out so you guys can maybe vote as to which team you like better, which team you would think uh, would win the all-star game, obviously. But I got Giannis, Steph, and Embiid all on one squad out there, and Andrew Wiggins. Oh, man. And Andrew Wiggins. (laughs) Calm down. I can't. I I know you love it. I know you love it so much, so. I'm looking forward to it. All-star break should be pretty interesting. Um, when, I, when I was looking at the overall teams, LeBron or, or, or Durant, I feel like LeBron always picks the better team. Always. Like, always. Man needs why, to be a GM, except, I don't know, we've seen. Why couldn't he do that for the Lakers? Yeah. <laughs> he went and got <laughs> Westbrook. Like, not Kyle Lowry or DeMar DeRozan. Come on, that that's a swing and a miss right there. But uh, LeBron is always – has the better team. You don't want Kevin Durant picking your team. I I, I think or Giannis. A, or Giannis. Giannis picked a bad. I remember he picked like Middleton, like super high when it was like, dude, Chris Middleton is the worst player on the all-star team. And you're picking him <laughs> number two or whatever it was overall. Chill so, out on Chris Middleton. He's on my team. He's my, that's my guy. That's that <laughs> he's wearing my name across his chest on his jersey this weekend. All right. So you chill. All right, he's you know he's on Team Casey. He's you know come on, come on. But yeah, those are all star teams right there. That was a fun segment, Tanner. Glad we were able to do that this week. The All Star Game is on Sunday, so I'll definitely be uh, tuning in. No, but no football, no football this Sunday. So All Star Game, we'll be watching that more than likely. At least we'll be watching. That's been pretty competitive since they implemented the new rules. They play. They play to to see who wins each quarter, and then like add it up. It's still definitely kind of confusing if you don't. Yeah, have it doesn't all. make a whole lot of sense, but yeah, it's they play basketball. It's cool. They play. They're gonna shoot some threes. They're gonna throw some lobs. I'm gonna be watching. Not much. Much defense is played up until that final quarter or whatever is usually when we see the guys kind of starting to lock down and, and really start playing. But I'm excited for it. No Kevin Durant for like the third consecutive year, so that is a little disappointing. But Trey Young and Steph Curry in the same backcourt and Giannis and Embiid down. Sheesh. <laughs> Good luck with that. Either way, guys, that's about it for this week's episode of Dudes Talk and Sports. Thank you all for your continued support. I know congrats to the Rams one more time. Tanner was right. On the score, pretty much, he was right on the Super Bowl MVP. So, you know, props to Tanner File on that one. He hit that one right on the nose. I whiffed on Cincinnati. Okay, okay. I whiffed on Cincinnati. Uh, man, they had a real chance. Man, did they have such a great chance there. But terrible play calling. Offensive line played awful, obviously. Uh, there'll, there'll still be a lot for us to talk about uh, throughout the NFL's offseason. But going forward as i think i think tanner brought this up earlier it'll be a lot more basketball right a lot more nba that we'll be covering moving forward and stuff which i'm excited about you know it's, yeah. it's really starting to ramp up yeah probably intro a little bit of college basketball too this season's yeah. Kind of yeah yeah tanner loves his ncaa basketball he's going to march madness this year honestly or obviously right so we'll get something you know, we'll sprinkle in some some college basketball in there and then wrap up the shows more than likely with some rankings or with some rumors on whatever's going on in the NFL. Again, don't accept any messages from Tanner file on Instagram. It is not him. Report me. Go report Tanner. It's not him again. Go follow us on Instagram or our account, not Tanner dudes underscore talk and underscore pod. 
Uh, same thing on Twitter, dudes talking underscore pod, whatever platform you're listening on, leave us a comment and review. Anything would be appreciated. But Tanner, I think that's it for this week's episode. Sounds good. All right, guys. Thank you all for continued support. We'll see you next week. All right. What's going on, guys? You're listening to Dudes Talking Sports. I'm your co-host, as always, Casey Foreman, alongside my co-host, Tanner File. I think that's going to be it for this week's episode of the Deuce Talking Sports. 
Sounds good. Dude's talking sports. sports.